All right. How you doing, folks? Ron Raymond here from the Ram Report for a uh, Wednesday. No, Thursday. <laughs> Got to get my days right. It is Thursday, August 25th. Hope you're having yourself a good start to your Thirsty Thursdays. As always, don't forget, subscribe to our channel by tapping that notification bell in the top right-hand corner or hit the subscribe button below this video if you are using a mobile device. Today's podcast is brought to you by the Ram Report. You can get the Ram Report each and every day right here at atsstats.com. And speaking of the Ram Report, you can sign up today. It's only $4.99, and you will get access to the entire website, including my members' picks, and you can get that here at atsstats.com. All right, hope you're having a uh, good start to your morning. I'm looking forward to today. I've got a special guest, a good friend of mine, Ross Benjamin of rbwins.com. will be uh, showing up at the top of the hour, and I'm looking forward to that interview. We're going to talk college football, and we're also going to talk some NFL preseason football, and uh, maybe we'll have a, a little mixed bag of uh, college football week one. We'll talk about some of those uh, highlight games, and we'll do a bit of a lightning round in that. And uh, today it is uh, 20 degrees here in the nation's capital. My name is Ron Raymond, a five-time sports handicapping champion. You can find me here each and every day at atsstats.com. Monday to Friday, 10.30 Eastern, that's when we do our live show, and uh, we're using a new software today. So as you can see, uh, a little different outlook that you see uh, usually, but I will bring the website on in a few minutes. But uh, I thought, you know what, uh, because the software that I use normally is uh, you, it's, you can't bring in guests on that software. So last week or a couple of weeks ago when uh, we knew Ross was going to come on, I did my homework and I found this website where I can uh, stream live and bring on a guest at the same time. So this is all uh, new to us here today. And I said, you know what, having a guest on today, I'm not going to wear my Yankees hat. And I uh, thought a new fresh start here on the uh, August 25th. I keep thinking it was uh, Wednesday the 24th, but no, we are August 25th. And uh, let's see, uh, like I always say, right? The sun came up, the day ends in Y, and why not uh, go right back at it, get back on the horse, and let's get some uh, winning picks here today. Woohoo! You guys were talking about the taking the Tigers last night. Congrats. Yeah, congrats if you did take the Tigers. And uh, uh, what was the final score on that one? I don't remember what the final score is, but yeah, we were having a little fun yesterday about uh, the new D-type team in the Ren Report, and that is the uh, uh, the Detroit Tigers, eh? D for Detroit. All right, uh, got a great show lined up for you guys here today. I'm not sure if my... Um, uh, my audio is uh, some of the sound effects are going to work. Can you guys, if I play the holy cow, can you hear this? I'm not sure if my sound uh, of uh, bites are working today. So give me a little shout out there in the uh, in the bullpen. That's where all the ramblers and gamblers are hanging out. And I see that uh, the nature boy, Ric Flair is in the house. Hey, how you doing there? Johnny Presco, the nature boy. Brent Vienna is in the house. How you doing there, Brent? Uh, Ron B. And again, you know, I think I'm going to say that every morning. Anytime you can start a show with a guy named Ron, I think you're off to the right track, right? We're on the right foot here. You, you guys were talking about good morning, everyone. Boss Hog in the General Lee's in the house. And uh, yeah, so Cubs won, Sox won, Seattle. Today's plays. Good morning, everyone. Tongue Tide 89 is in the house. Good morning, Tongue Tide. Ron B, give me a hell yeah. Hey, for sure. Hey, uh, where's the. Uh, I, I do have a, a hell yeah for you here. I got to find my. Um, my, uh, what do you call them there? My Stone Cold Austin. Anyways, a right, little, uh, I'm not too sure if the uh, the sound effects are working. Can you guys hear the sound bite? If I play any of the, uh, can you guys hear that or is this uh, too low? Anyways, how's the uh, the microphone? I know yesterday we had a little bit of an issue with the mic, so I want to make sure the mic is uh, at a good level. Yeah, so the mic sound can't hear the sound bite. Can't hear the sound. Okay, 
So we can't hear the sound bite. So that's one thing we're learning with this new software. And you know what? Maybe some people will be happy about that, right? So, uh, <laughs> hey, it's amazing. Some of the, you know, fickle people, right? And uh, I get it. Sometimes it could be overkill, but uh, the you know I think the sound bites make it entertaining for the show, and I, I do think a lot of people like it, right? All right. So again, speaking of the show, we have a great show lined up for you guys here today. We got the uh, the people in the bullpen in the Discord who are there each and every day. So if you go uh, to our website, and if you look at the top of the uh, the web page of the Rain Report, you're gonna see a Discord link. Click on that link, and it's gonna take you to our Discord. Or if you look at the description. Uh, there is a link and if somebody can post the discord link into the chat so this way let's try to get that discord rocking and rolling for nfl week number one college football week one or week zero as they call it and uh, would love to get uh, more people into the discord i'm telling you we got a great community of people here and i think it's time to do a meetup eh i think it's time maybe well we head to vegas or something like that and uh, we have a good meetup and meet all the uh, ramblers and gamblers hey i'm going to florida uh, in the, in, um, in January. So maybe we meet up in Florida in the, the Fort Lauderdale area. I think I'm going to go watch that, uh, Jets and Dolphins game, uh, week 17 or week 18, whatever they call it that day. But yeah, I think, uh, it's time to, to do a meetup or hook up with some of the, uh, the Ramblers and Gamblers here at the bullpen. All right. Speaking of the Ramblers and Gamblers, don't forget if you are into sports betting, you want to check out my book, Ron Raymond's top 50 sports betting secrets. It's a book that I wrote in 2009. In fact, our guest today, Ross Benjamin, has the foreword on this book, and uh, he does have some of his tips in this book and one of his best tips that he's ever uh, shared with us. And uh, I've been using this for many, many years. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm probably dating ourselves here, maybe 10, 15 years. But Ross has this great uh, tip. Maybe, you know what, I'll let Ross tell it when he comes on the show. And a little little teaser right there to keep you guys, uh, as they say, the hook in the in the business, keep you guys hooked in to the, uh, to the Ross segment. But uh, we'll, we'll talk about the book and some of Ross's tips that he shared uh, with me uh, many, many years. Yeah, our friendship goes way back. And, uh, man, it's, it's really a lot of fun to have Ross on the show here today. Looking forward to that. Um, speaking of the book, you can get the book right now at atsstats.com or you can go to amazon.ca or .com. You can buy this book. And uh, for, uh, for somebody who is new to sports handicapping and you want to get your feet wet and you want to know the fundamentals of sports betting, then, hey, a lot of mistakes are done at the beginning. And if you're a rookie at this, I think, uh, you know, listening to the show, getting the book, and uh, it'll give you a good, um, you know, foot up on your sports betting. All right, the mission statement of the, uh, of the uh, every time I say that, the mission statement, I think of 50 uh, mission cap. Remember, uh, tragically hip, 50 mission cap. Anyway, the mission statement of the uh, the website or the uh, the show is to help and educate the novice sports bettors and how to avoid beginner's mistake. And like I always say, you can always teach an old dog a new trick. And if you are doing this for a long time, the thing I love about this uh, this um, the podcast and the, uh, the the family here in the bullpen, a lot of a lot of good sarcasm humor, but a lot of sharp sharp people watch this show, and uh, we're always improving, right? I always say your sports betting system is like a robot. And each and every day, you're putting a piece to your robot until you uh, you get your Megatron, right? Your Megatron. Uh, and, and, and speaking of Detroit, right? Uh, oh, I got no sound bites, so I got to do my own sound bites here today. All right, so let me say, Wilson, the American Nation's in the house. Boss Hog, uh, let me see here. Love, love the sound bites. Uh, Daniel Schwartz, four nine nine for a week, as Baby Chick would say. Cheap, cheap, cheap. <laughs> I like that one. That's a good one, Daniel. Um, I live in Vegas. Oh, nice. Good morning, family. Let's have a great Thursday, says uh, BC Wins. And I think that's my good friend, Bo. And uh, Mitchell Watson's in the house. Good morning, Mitchell. 
And uh, who else is in the house here? It's a Maine's world. Jermaine Brown is in the house, and uh, it's always nice to see Jermaine uh, early in the morning here on a uh, a thirsty Thursday. And uh, Gloria K will be making her uh, dramatic entrance as she always does. Hey, that's why we love her. And uh, hey, I and, and every time I say that now, I always think of Mark Nation with, with that little voice inside of my head saying, and she comes in all flustered, and what did I miss? And hey, you know what I'm talking about, Mark. Hey, don't, don't act like you don't know, right? We, we're always joking about it. But uh, yeah, it is a, uh, it's a good morning. And uh, again, a new setup here. Hopefully you guys like it. Gloria will be here late as usual, LOL, says Mark Nations. Uh, speaking of the uh, fundamentals of sports betting, and uh, keeping on that theme, did you guys? Uh, I watched the um, I watched the Blue Jay game last night, uh, along with the uh, what else game did I watch? Um, I watched the Blue Jays, and I watched a bit of that Tampa Bay Angels game and the uh, the Baltimore game. Yeah, I watched the Baltimore. I thought we could have hooked them there with the uh, had the uh, the Orioles at plus one and a half. It was it came close. They, they got that double play. Don't you hate that? You know, you, your base is loaded. You think you might get that run, and all of a sudden they pull a double play out. But you got to tip your hat. And it was a good double play. And the White Sox got the win. And to me, you know, hindsight being 2020, um, if it looks too good to be true, it probably was, right? Baltimore Orioles uh, betters yesterday. But you know what? As I always say, the day ends. Hey, the sun came up. And the day ends in Y. And let's why not get back on the horse? And I also watched the um, the McAfee uh, documentary last night. I'm not going to get too, uh, you know, tinfoil hat uh, on you guys here. But uh, I thought that was an interesting. I, I love interesting people, right? And, you know, the one thing with uh, McAfee, uh, you know, sharp mind, you know, built uh, the, the, the antivirus software. So uh, I thought that was a uh, an interesting documentary while I was watching that, watching the baseball. So, uh, yeah, so interesting night here at the uh, Raymond household. All right. Um, yeah, Baltimore let us down. How pathetic are the Red Sox just finding ways to lose games any way they can? Uh, watch the Jays as well. They won me some cash as tongue-tied. Love this snazzy little setup, Ron. Love it. Yeah, thanks. It's uh, again, it's just uh, maybe if it's uh, something we, we uh, continue, but uh, like I said, the, the other software that I use uh, when I do my live stream, I can bring in guests, but today I can, and uh, I better get on with the show here because it'll be 11 o'clock and then we'll be missing uh, a lot of things. Here. All right, let's go to the golden rules of sports betting. And I don't have my lightning. Uh, see, I'm a little, a little off here today. I don't have my sound bites. I'm used to, you know, multitasking with my sound bites and all that. All right. So the uh, the fundamentals of the Ram report, as you know, it's about value, percentage play, performance cycles, player availability, slash injuries, and we use a very disciplined money management system. Throughout the show, you're going to hear me talk about A, B, and C type teams, and maybe the odd D. And uh, looking at the A type team, those are teams with a 60% or higher win percentage. B-type teams, those are teams with a 50 to 59.9 win percentage. And your C-type teams, your bottom dwellers, 49.9% or lower. And uh, I'll get to that in a minute. I just don't bet on C-type teams. Uh, I'll never say never, but uh, about 95% of the time I don't. Um, bullish, neutral, and bearish cycles. It's uh, all about rule number three right here, performance cycles. That is one of the indicators that I use. And again, Anytime you hear me talk about the show and I'm talking, I'm giving situational handicapping tips. Those are what I call indicators, right? You got to have some indicators and the more indicators you can string along uh, with your, um, your thought process and your handicapping, then you, uh, you build a confidence level into your selection. And in Major League Baseball, NHL, NBA, uh, teams that are bullish are 7-0, 6-1, 5-2 last seven games. Teams that are neutral, those are teams I call the, that are three and four, four and three in their last seven, 
and bearish teams, 0-7, 1-6, 2-5 and in their last seven games. All right. Uh, I want winners. Yeah, I want winners too. Let me see here. I'll pull up my... Uh... I want winners. Yeah, see I'm... Yeah, it's the best I can do with uh, no sound bites here today. All right, uh, top 10 commandments. And these are my golden rules of betting. And we're, we're continue adding along. And again, you, you, sometimes when you're talking with buddies and you're talking with other uh, people in the industry and you're talking about you know, things you shouldn't do, right? I.e., put your hands on a stove when it's hot, right? Things like that. Um, the things I, 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 I really value when I'm sports betting and when I'm handicapping I call these the golden rules of sports betting. And if you do have some golden rules and you and you want to share them with the uh, the show, just uh, put them in the chat or send me an email at ronraymond at atsstats.com. And what I'll do is I'll add them to the page. But these are the top 10. And then I'm going to do some um, some opinions, right? Because, you know, it's a top 10 for a reason. But if I start getting 11, 12, you know, 13, 14 more uh, golden rules, then uh, we'll rank them accordingly, and then the uh, maybe some of these get bummed down to opinions. All right, rule number one of the Rain Report, or uh, my golden rules, I uh, avoid or I don't bet big money on C-type teams in the Rain Report. I never lay points. I will bet the money line, take the points, or bet the over-under. Never bet on doubleheader in baseball. Just too much uh, going on that day. You got to follow a disciplined money management system, and I know I, I would I'd probably say like 80% of all gamblers Always bet the same amount, but hey, um, to each their own. Never force a pick because you need action on a game. Yeah, that's uh, that's a uh, that's a no no. Never chase losing bets on a bad day. Bet with your wallet, not your heart. Live to uh, live to learn. Uh, uh, learn to live another day. Beer and pizza money on C on C type crime games. Those are teams below five hundred. Never bet against A type teams who are bullish at home. And uh, learned that lesson last weekend. Uh, Houston, uh, Atlanta. Hello. And the 24-hour rule of betting is this. Anytime you're coming off a big win, enjoy the moment, enjoy the win, and take the next 24 hours, savor it. Because the last thing you want to do is after hitting like a 4, 5, 10-team parlay is turn around the next day and give it all back to the sports book, right? I'm sure your uh, your wife or husband will love that. Never bet on any team that is A, B, C that are bullet, uh, bearish. So never bet on any teams that are A, B, or C in the rain report that are in a bearish cycle. Let them work out that cycle. Uh, Yankees was a great example, right? Yankees were in a bear cycle last week. And it all depends on the type of team that they are, right? Um, and there's the Rain Report money management system. Again, I will be doing a show on this um, soon enough. All right, uh, let me see what you guys are saying right now. I want winners. Anybody doing Europa today? Soccer? NFL bets today? Yeah, we're going to talk NFL when uh, Ross comes in on the show. Good morning, Scott. Do you smell what Ron is cooking? Yeah, Ron's cooking up some winners right now. I'm 3-0 in NFL preseason, but I don't see anything I believe in tonight's games, says Ron B, not Ron R. Steph, Cardinals killed me with some cash. The Cubs have been playing. Hey, remember I said if there was a team, and we talked about this in the uh, the Bears and Bulls report yesterday, if you are going to bet on a C-type team, um, it looks like the uh, the Cubs could be the ones you trust right now, right? And that's the key word, trust. <laughs> if I'm going to bet on a C-type team, it's going to be trust with a capital T, Ron, it right there. All right, it's a mains world torn on Baltimore today again. Hey, you know what? That's I'm, I, I, I 100%, 100% I know what you're saying it's a mains world, but um, you know, again, you got to look through cycles, right? That's why I don't bet on streaks. You got to look at games through cycle, and you got to tip your hat to the the White Sox yesterday. Chicago played a, a pretty good game. They got that double header, which was clutch in the uh, I think it was uh, what the uh, the um, eighth inning, bottom of the eighth. Uh, Could have got us that five four, but anyway, spilt milk. We don't talk about it. 
I was going for teams with quarterback battles because I felt like they would have better quality quarterback play, uh, even with second and third strings. All right, so here's the thing. Today, when Ross Benjamin comes on the show, that's one of the topics he wants to talk about. He said, Ron, let's talk about NFL preseason strategies, and uh, that'll be one of the things me and Ross will be talking about here today. I agree. Ron B says, Manny, damn, I took St. Louis because I think they will bounce back. They keep going back and forth with the Cubs. Yeah, you know, the old bounce back theory. Um, I think the, the okay, BC Wynn says, I think the rule that Ross gave us is think like a bookie. Yeah, no, think like a bookmaker. That's what Ross says all the time. And uh, that's one of the one of the um, the words I live by. Think like a bookmaker. And uh, yeah, that's a Ross Benjamin quote right there. Cubs line is very suspicious with Hudson on the mound for the Cardinals. Uh, Stroman has been pitching really strong. You know what? I, I agree with you, tongue tied. Uh, Marcus Stroman at the beginning of the year, he was like my Pepto Bismol. He was my Burials uh, type pitcher, right? It's just like when you watch him, you bring your bottle of Pepto. But uh, I've got to give to Stroman. I, I did a little bit of research this morning. In his last eight starts, he's 1-0-7, 7 being no decision. So the Stroman has been uh, he's been doing all right. He's been doing okay. All right, let's get on to the uh, next segment, and that is the World Series of Handicapping Pro Football Contest. Since we're talking football today, NFL and uh, preseason, along with college football, you can sign up today at WorldSeriesOfHandicapping.com. We're already getting 125 signups, so I'm really happy with that. So keep signing up. The World Series of Handicapping Pro Football Contest. It's a free contest, and as I always say, if it's free, it's for me, and it should be for you too. And uh, you can sign up today at the World Series of Handicapping.com uh, website. And the way uh, this contest works is that each and every week you're going to make seven selections, and one unit to seven units, you're going to rank them. And then uh, once you do rank them, uh, the player with the most amount of units, sides or totals, it doesn't have to be just sides. You can also include totals. And uh, the player with the most amount of units will win the Baron Championship ring. And I got to talk to my good friend, John Presco, maybe this weekend to uh, see if we can get some of these uh, plaques, maybe a, a plaque. Maybe we do like a quarter, like the first uh, four weeks of the series or maybe the half at the halfway point. We get uh, those uh, beautiful cutting boards that Johnny always uh uh, shows and, and talks about on the show and again i got to keep i keep saying i'm gonna bring my bills i should just keep it in my office so this way i can show those beautiful plaques that uh, john the cutting boards that john makes but uh, yeah I'll, I'll be talking to you over the weekend john uh maybe we do like a quarter contest right the uh the uh, the player with the uh who's leading at the quarter mark so after week four maybe they get a cutting board courtesy of uh, the world series of handicapping and uh, we'll, we'll talk about that all right uh yeah sounds good whatever you need coach says the nature boy and uh yeah, I don't. You can't hear the sound bites, eh? Uh, yeah, I, I got. That's one thing I got to look into the sound bites because uh, without the sound bites, I feel like I'm a handicap here a bit. All right, uh, let's go to the uh, next on the topic, and we always um, respect the uh, horse racing industry. And I, I forgot to look to see if yesterday's. You remember uh, what I gave out yesterday in the horse racing uh, free tip sheet? I don't know if it, I know it was Irad Ortiz Jr. And I uh, just I uh, was wondering if it won. Uh, I'll have to check it out. Maybe if somebody's out there, they can uh, check it out. Woo, says Ron B and Tongue Tied and the Nature Boy. All right, uh, let's uh, today's horse racing tip sheet of the day is Del Mar. And uh, you can get the entire tip sheet at Del Mar for today at atsstats.com. Once you come to the website, and if you like to feed the ponies, go to horses, go to free tip sheet, and then go to your uh, pull down menu right here. And then you can see Del Mar. And then you'll scroll right down here. Oh, you know what? Uh, here we go. Uh, now, all right, this is where. I got to, uh, let me see, show on screen. There we go. All right, there you go. So 
I was doing all this and I forgot to show you guys the screen. So it's still working out this new software. So just bear with me, folks. Uh, today at Del Mar, you can see the entire tip sheet. Races one, two. Normally it's eight at Del Mar. Uh, yeah, one to eight. And going back to the old memory bank right there. All right, one to eight today at Del Mar. Race number one today at Del Mar is a $16,000 claiming race, 5 p.m. post time. First race distance is five and a half furlongs on the dirt. And we're going to recommend 652. In race number one today at Del Mar, and your Joker's Wild is the uh, number three horse, Prayer Ajabez, with Sedillo on the uh, saddle, 23% in the money. And if you're going to play the um, uh, the number three horse, Prayer Ajabez, what you want to do is the double Dutch betting system. And that is what you want. You got a $20 budget, put 10 to win, 10 to place on the number three. This way he comes in first, you get paid twice. He comes in second, you get paid once which is also very, very nice. All right, that is the free tip sheet of the day. And today's free tip sheet is Del Mar Racetrack in California. All right, the next uh, thing on the uh, the docket is Market Watch. Let's go see what happened last night in Major League Baseball, the SBI. This is my Dow Jones Industrial. And uh, each and every day I come on the show and I'll let you guys know uh, we got to keep our finger on the pulse of the, uh, the industry. You know, in the Dow Jones, you look for the... Uh, we're, you know, if we're up or down today, this is the same type of, uh, um, you know, analogy that I like to give. And let's keep an eye on the favorites, the underdogs, the overs, the unders. So this way we don't get caught with our pants down and say, hey, how come I didn't know about that 13 and three favorite day on August uh, 23rd eh, on Tuesday? A Ruby Tuesday, the, the favorites. Uh, right now, the favorites have won three straight days in a row. And if you look at yesterday, eight and six for the favorites, six, seven and one for the over-unders. And on the seven-day average, we're still in the neutral market. 53% of the favorites have cashed in the last seven days. And if you look here for the over-unders, 56.9. So a lot of unders still coming in to on the um, on the on baseball. And, uh, yeah, so if you are betting totals, be careful betting um, uh, betting uh, favorites because right now you can see 8-6 and six yesterday. But uh, you know what? Uh, again, when I go back to uh, all the sports, Normally, after the trade deadline, the favorites do go on these crazy runs, right? All right, uh, I see uh, you're talking to the Rolex wearing diamond wear. Yeah, I, I saw that clip. That was like 18 minutes. I don't know if uh, I got a soundbite that people will keep their attention for 18 minutes, but uh, we'll just go with woo. Hey, one second soundbite of Ric Flair. That's not, that's good enough for me. All right, uh, winning uh, winner picks their faves NFL logo board. Whatever you need. All right. So yeah. So if you have any questions or you have anything, um, you know, comments, you know. Uh, good or bad, I got broad shoulders, so I'm always uh, ready to accept uh, constructive criticism about the show. And uh, if you, and that's the thing, you know, when you're doing a show like this, you're trying to please everybody, obviously. And it's like a politician, right? You probably get 50-50 uh, approval rate. But um, anytime you're doing these shows and you see something that we can improve the show on, or you know, something that gets on your nerves, and you want to, you know, say, hey, maybe less of this, more of that. Uh, just, uh, you know, uh, send me an email, send me um, a text or put it in there. And there's my good friend, Bien Trabajou, is in the house. And, uh, yeah, so it's always good to see some football players logging in. And uh, good to see my good friend, Bien. If you're with me, give me two. Ric Flair, tick, 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 boom. That's what we always do when we uh, start a practice, right? So, uh, see, Bien's a football player. He, he he's, he's pumped up. He's ready for the show, right? So when I'm coaching football, is I got this thing at the beginning of the football, right? All coaches, they get the team together. You know, let's have a good practice. And uh, if you're with me, give me two. They all clap. 
and I go Ric Flair and they all sing woo. And then I go tick, tick, tick. And everybody yells boom. And then we all go to our units. Right. So it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, I love seeing the, the hey, bien, I, I, I bet you bien watches the show with his, with his, uh, his sweatbands on hey, and he's ready and uh, he's ready to go. I love it. All right. Uh, here we go on the uh, second uh, segment here, the ABCs. And we're going to go to the, uh, the bears and bulls report to see who's bearish and bullish in major league baseball is 1053 so my good friend ross will be coming on here in about uh seven minutes and uh i gotta make sure that uh i <laughs> hey we we did a little bit of this yesterday two seats left i just got to make sure that when he uh, comes in i get the invite and i see it <laughs> hey don't want him sitting around there too long saying hey I'm, I'm i'm emailing you but you're not letting me in so i got to keep an eye on that all right, so you can see right now the uh, the Bulls in the A Club right now. We got uh, five teams in the A Club. We got the Yankees, Atlanta, the Mets, Houston, and the Dodgers. And uh, of all those two teams right now in the A Club, you can see the Yankees and the Mets. The two New York teams are neutral. Atlanta, Houston, and the Dodgers are bullish. And uh, you can see the confidence level pretty high on all these teams. And uh, looking at the Dodgers, five and two in the last seven. And uh, right now, the Atlanta Braves six and one. Man, they put a uh, they put a, a thumping on the Bucks yesterday on that twelve thirty start. Right? <laughs> Did you see that one home run landed in the uh, in the river? Man, that thing is probably still flying right now. Hey, it's probably on the radar. All right, St. Louis, um, Toronto, Tampa Bay. Your only uh, bullish teams right now in the B Club, and the teams you probably want to stay away from right now is uh, Chicago White Sox, Minnesota. Yeah, what's going on with Minnesota? Well, I'll tell you what's going on with Minnesota. They're playing the top teams. Strength of schedule for Minnesota has been pretty high, right? And then you got San Francisco. Uh, they they should be a C-type team right there. I don't know why we're always getting confused with this one. 61 and 62 um, is not 50%, right? <laughs> in my books or in my math. And then in the C-club, Texas now. Welcome to the club, uh, Texas, the Bull Club. And uh, who else? That's the only one. Where's the Chicago Cubs? Cubs are neutral. They are four and three in their last seven, but uh, Texas Rangers right now the only team that is bullish. All right, uh, let me see here. Do I hear Ross? There he is. Show on screen. Hey Ross, can you hear me, buddy? Hey Ryan, how are you? There he is, the man, the myth, the legend, hey. Ross Benjamin. <laughs> <laughs> There's a grand entrance for you. Yeah, there you go. Hang on, buddy. I'm just gonna hide this, and there he is, hey, ladies and gentlemen, up, Ross Benjamin. Hey, hey, let me take my specs off here. All right, buddy. Hey, we've been chatting and we talked last week and, you know, people watching the show, they know us, they know Ross Benjamin. They know what we're all about. Uh, hey, the two, yeah. the two, the two guys been in the industry for a pretty long time. And, uh, we, we bring a lot, a lot of knowledge and, uh, man, I'm so pumped. And, uh, I know you're pumped too, because you, you, you love this stuff, don't you? Yeah, this is a great time of year. You know, um, the anticipation of football season, I'm an NFL preseason better. So, I've been enjoying a little bit over the last uh, few weeks with some success at that. So, uh, and you know, college football starting Saturday, not quite what the matchups that we want to see on the opening week on the college football, but the following week, uh, we have a lot of good matchups and I'm really looking forward to attacking these boards every week, Ron. Yeah. The, the, the seven most uh, handicapped games in the history of college football. That's what I call it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. With with so many unknowns, you know, and the big thing with college football these days is keeping track of these transfer portals, you know. So, I mean, we're going to talk about Lincoln Riley uh, uh, later in the show. But, you know, for example, USC uh, with Lincoln Riley, yes, they did lose some players because of the coaching change. 
but they also bring in uh, the the Oklahoma quarterback that he had last year, and 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 Ron, he had the number one class transfer portal class in the country. Uh, Thirteen new players come in that uh, figure to play uh, anywhere from a first team to a second team role on the team. Oh wow. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny you say that, Ross, because yesterday I was talking on the show about um, – because the, the, I, I got a friend of mine. He's a scout and in, in, in Canada, and he's, he's re- really well connected with the, all of the uh, the coaches down south. And he the, the coaches are telling him that as much as they recruit a lot of high school players, the portal is the game changer because yeah. the portal is the, where they get a lot of players that – you know, because a high school guy is probably not developed physically yet, right, and mentally. Yeah. Where the guy who's been, at, you know, at uh, West Virginia, um, Arkansas, they've already got a year of workouts and and, and film and and just the next level, right? And yeah. and I know from being a you know a, a college uh, university coach here in, in Canada that high school in Canada compared to the states is a different league, and the the players who are going to high school to university is uh, is an eye opener for a lot of these kids, and a lot of the players, uh, some of them don't even stick around. But, no, uh, I mean, you look at a guy like JT Daniels, the quarterback now at West Virginia. Uh, he started out at USC. Or excuse me, started out at Georgia. No, USC he started out at, lost his job there, uh, went to Georgia, yep. uh, was a starting quarterback to begin the year last year, and then he lost his job again, and now he's on the way to West Virginia. So uh, there's got to be a little bit of balance too, though, Ron. I mean, I think uh, – a three uh, a player playing at three schools in three years is a little bit ridiculous, right? You know, yeah. so I mean, uh, I get the transfer portal. I'm all for it, but not when these kids every time they don't get their way can transfer with no repercussions. Oh yeah, and then the NIL that's a yeah we can get yeah, into I another mean, show. That, they got to right? get that under control. I mean, it's almost like they have to set a salary cap on it. <laughs> what did Lane Kiffin? What did Lane Kiffin say? Where free agency has already reached the uh, uh, the college ranks? Yeah, no, no doubt. That's what it yeah. is. I mean, uh, yeah. Before it was always the boosters paying these kids on illegally under the table, um, <laughs> and now it's you know you could do it in, in and you could almost launder money through uh, a sponsor. You know what I'm saying? So uh, now they can cover themselves legally. So it's getting more and more like the pro game. And you know what, Ron? When when major colleges pack 70,000, 80,000 seat stadiums, players should get rewarded in some sh- way, shape, or form. However, uh, you, you can't let it go rogue the way it is right now, in my yeah. opinion. No, there, there has to be some control events, but they're, they're, they're just trying to figure this out. And it, and it starts with the TV contracts too, right? Yeah. But uh, we'll get to that in just a few minutes. Ross, you, you mentioned you are hot. You're, you know what? Uh, you've been doing this a long time, and I'm always impressed with your, your professionalism, and I'm sure your clients are too. Seven and one um, so far this year in preseason. Yeah. 15 and three. Uh, wow. Uh, last uh, three run dating back to last year. Yeah. Last year, 15, three last two years. And that, that's just phenomenal because we know how hard it is to win. Right. Oh yeah. Well, you know what you got to do? I mean, here again, I can't tell somebody what to do. I could tell them with, I'm what I'm doing without, uh, disclosing every recipe in the book. Right, Ron. Uh, but uh, you know, I concentrate on head coaches during the preseason. I really think head coaching trends during the preseason 
hold a lot more water than they do during regular season action. And I say this for that, for the reason that um, it, it, it's about philosophy during the preseason and not about the X's and the O's. Everybody's vanilla, right, Ron? Nobody wants oh, to yeah. show their cards during the preseason. But by the same token, uh, you know, like a guy like John Harbaugh, I mean, uh, he's had tremendous success since he arrived in Baltimore in 2008 during the NFL preseason. And he's just the type of guy, like I like to joke, if he played fish with his five-year-old granddaughter, he wants to win. So <laughs> as, long as, as long as they're keeping scores, some coaches – uh, go all out to win, and others, as we know, Ron, uh, use it as a means to uh, evaluate the roster from top to bottom, and uh, also uh, they keep it real vanilla, and their main goal really is to keep their starting players healthy come regular season. Having said that, that's where you should concentrate on quality of depth on a roster as opposed to whose starters are playing or not. Because uh, a lot of these games are being decided in the second half when uh, both teams have backups on the field. Hey, you know what? You're not going to get an argument out of me there. As, as I always say, you know, um, great coaches, you know, they, they, it's all about preparation and you don't build your wings being thrown off a cliff. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. got to be ready and prepared. And I know we're always talking about the, you know, the, the Brady's, the Rogers and all the, you know, the, the Arnold's and all the, all the great players. But what do you think who gets these guys prepared with a game plan for these games, right? And and to me, the, and I'm doing the research right now on the DNA of winning. And, and I'll get to that on another show. But, you know, we, we get so and, – and I always, I use this term a lot, you know, paralysis by analysis. But at the end of the day, I always go back to the Bill Parcells line. You are what your record says you are. You know, I don't care if you're, you've completed 90% you know, percent of your passes, you threw for 400 yards – did you win? And <laughs> at the end of the day, did you win your game? You know what I mean? It's just, um, anyways. So, all right, that uh, leads us right into the uh, the games you want to talk about here, Ross. You got, uh, I know we're, we're kind of biased when we talk about the Buffalo yeah. Bills, and I know we got some people here from Buffalo, but hey, it is what it is. Uh, the Buffalo Bills off to a great start, coming off a big win last week, 45-12 against the Broncos, 27-24 in the preseason uh, week one against the Colts. Um, you know, going up to Carolina, taking on their first road game against the uh, the Panthers. Uh, what are you thinking about this game? Well, you know, and again, yeah, we're biased, but you know what I say, always say, Ron, numbers don't lie and liars don't figure. I mean, going <laughs> back to the head coaching trends, uh, Sean McDermott um, with Buffalo since uh, to the end of 2018, the Bills are now 10-0 and straight up and against the spread as well in their last 10 preseason games, winning wow. by an average of a tad over 10 points per game. So that's the kind of things I look for. Um, also, the fact that since the end of 2017, which was McDermott's first year, the Bills are 8-0 straight up in ATS in their last eight preseason games as an underdog. Not only have wow. they covered all eight as a dog, but they have uh, won all eight straight up. Now, you know, I had a, a client reach out to me, one of my viewers uh, on my YouTube channel reach out to me and say, well, doesn't it strike you as strange that Carolina is a six-point favorite in this game? It looks too good to be true. I, well, that's well indeed. But as you well know, Ron, a lot of reports come out a couple days in advance of what the head coach's plan may be. In Buffalo's instance, McDermott is not going to play any of his starters. 
And uh, Carolina is going to go with their starters. Plus, you look at their top two quarterbacks, Sam Darnold and uh, Baker Mayfield, vast starting experience so far, albeit uh, with limited success. But having said that, you know, they're going to be going against backups. So, I mean, I think it's an accurate line. My thing is, uh, without getting too much more long-winded, is uh, Buffalo's roster is extremely deep. I mean, when when they make their cut down to 53, there's going to be a lot of players. I, I would venture to say five or six players are going to get picked up by somebody else, and a few of those guys might even start eventually. So oh, that's yeah. how deep they are, and we've seen it. I mean, last week against Denver, Josh Allen played three plays, Ron. Uh, the first team offense play, played the first quarter. The first six times they got the ball, they scored a touchdown. So, I mean, uh, that's a deep roster. And, again, I think that's a heavy number uh, to lay with Carolina in that situation. Yeah, and tough. it was tough for Nathan and Nathaniel Hockett, right? All these new coaches coming into, like, we have, what, uh, six or seven new coaches. you got yeah. Peterson in Jacksonville, Hackett in Raiders. Uh, sorry, uh, Broncos. you got uh, McDaniels. Like, I was looking at prior, you know, our uh, old uh, OC last year, Dable, at uh, the Giants. It's funny how some of these new coaches are either 2-0 or 0-2. Yeah. But I agree with you, Ross. 100%, and I talk about this on the show a lot, perception versus reality. And to me, it's all about perception right now in preseason, right? We yeah. all have this, uh, this perception of what – might happen, but what's the reality of what will happen? Yeah. And and in the truth lies the middle. That's what I always say. It's like the Cadbury secret, right? You got to go find the truth in the middle. And uh, and you're 100 right. But the, I always find though, like you said, winning coaches, yeah, winning teams, winning programs, and teams that are you know they go through cycles. You know, you hear you, I talk about this all the time on my show. Is that uh, you know the, the 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 performance cycles of teams, right? And, and you can't win forever. You can't lose forever. And in uh, Buffalo's going through a really good cycle yeah. of winning. All yeah, right. and again, it's it's uh, they built it from the ground up. And to their credit, between Brandon Bean and, and Sean McDermott, they've made the playoffs for the last five, for the first five years of their tenures. So, uh, and in the interim, they've not only steadily improved, but they built the quality of the roster up from one through fifty-three. Where, uh, yeah, there's always going to be a drop off when you go to a starter, uh, to a backup, uh, to some degree. Um, but yep. you know, th there's not as huge a drop off when you build uh, a, a roster, your roster depth to the quality they have. Now, are you are you liking Buffalo in this game, or is it? Yeah, an I use it as it... a free pick. Um, okay, on, on my YouTube channel. So yeah, I'm going to take Buffalo plus. The, they're actually six and a half now. But uh, okay. for those of you scratching your head on that line and saying, well, Carolina's got to be the play because uh, this is too good to be true to take Buffalo, I can understand that mindset. But that mindset more is applicable to um, the regular season than it would be to the preseason. Again, yeah, when yeah. you're seeing the Houston Texans go to the, play at the Rams and win and cover as a favorite and then cover as a favorite in the first game, they're 2-0 in the preseason. And uh, you, the bottom line is that's a team that's lucky if they win three games during a regular season. So yeah. it's a whole different entity is what I'm getting at, Ron, preseason yeah, no, versus uh, a regular season handicapping. Oh, it's like, I'll be honest with you, I haven't made one bet in the preseason because um, with baseball, CFL going, um, if you want to you know, put your hard-earned money on something, uh, to me, I got to research it. And it's, it's all about time. 
Yeah. Like, you know, how many days, how many times have you wake up or you, you know, you're working and oh, you look yeah. up, it's like, oh my God, three o'clock. I can't, and I haven't even handicapped this game yet, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I use the preseason myself personally to evaluate, to look. And then uh, once it gets real ready, that's when I attack it. But yeah. the thing is, if you can find an opportunity to make money, then it's. Yeah, uh, to me, know. it's been stealing, you know, for lack of a better phrase, <laughs> you know. Uh, I know that sounds criminal, but that, it's just like. <laughs> It is. A That's phrase. awesome. It's a phrase yeah. we use as handicappers when things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Easy oh, that was good on the stealing. Yeah, All right, let's stuff. see if we can steal a winner here in KC and Green Bay. Hey, uh, speaking of great coaches, yeah. You now leading into the you know two more good coaches, right? You got Matt Lafleur, up and coming young coach, uh, doing a great job at uh, Green Bay. Andy Reid, the old veteran, um, right there. KC one and one. So is Green Bay in the preseason, but again, it's preseason. Um, Kansas City last uh, couple of games. First game at Chicago, lost 19-14, and then 24-14 against Washington. And then you got the Packers, 28-21 loss at San Fran, and then beat New Orleans last week, 20-10. to uh, What are you thinking about this game, Ross? Well, you know, you look at that total, which uh, the last I checked, I believe was 36. I'm not sure what it is right at this current moment in time, um, but I can't imagine it's moved too much, if any. Uh, and you got these two teams with the reputation of high-powered offenses, offensive-minded coaches, yet the total is just 36 in this game, which tells me without looking, I don't have to look at reports. I know both of these teams are not going to play their starters. If yeah. that total is at 36, it's jumping right off the page at me. So I would be real careful if, if see, this is where – uh, players get, uh, meaning betters get a little bit, uh, confused and think yep. they got to steal for lack of a better phrase again. Yeah. But, um, you know, it, just because the total is 36, it's a reason, there's a reason why. And, and you could draw the conclusion without me looking at a thing that, uh, obviously the starters are not playing on both sides. Yeah, you know what? When you now that you mentioned the total, do you find it weird sometimes? Like if the if the total moves and the like, say the side moves, but the total doesn't, you always find that a little bit weird when you're handicapping. Like you see a side total go from you know, like say minus one to like three and a half, but the total doesn't move at all. Yeah, have you ever seen that? Like uh, sometimes yeah, you see it, that? it happens quite frequently. Uh, and um, uh, you know, the way I read into that, Ron, me personally, everybody has their own way of doing things. And yeah. uh, you've been quite successful with your mindset over uh, many more years than I've have in this industry. Uh, Not but, that many. <laughs> yeah, maybe five or six, but yeah. still, we've been around a long time. Let's put it that oh, yeah. way. Um, yeah, I, I just concentrate on why that side moved uh, because a lot of that, there could be a couple reasons for that occurring. And most of it is money generated and sharp money generated. Uh, because if you stop to think about it, if that line was moved because a quarterback is iffy or a quarterback might be out, I, that would affect the total as well. When you when you see a, a line, and a point spread and a total move, uh, that's where I would say, okay, there's got to be a key player that, that's injured. And not always. It's not an exact science. But no. to answer your question, I would just I, – I don't think about the total. I think about why the point spread has moved and, and try to justify the reason for what may have occurred that prompted that move. Does yeah, that make one, sense? One, oh, absolutely. hundred percent. One of the words that I use all the time is head fakes. 
you know, like in the in the in this, you know, bookmakers now with with all the um, the corporate books involved, you know, DraftKings, FanDuel, the offshore, you got Europe, and there's just you know, you're never gonna get 100 people in the room betting 50 50, and the bookmakers they're gonna throw head fakes out there, yeah. and it's back in the day when we used to watch the Don Best line, yeah, that was that was the gospel, that was the word, that was where you follow, and now <laughs> anything can happen, like I, I just, like I said, I, I call those head fakes, and. Uh, I just I'd be very careful. You know, the other thing too is find a good source that um that gives you accurate betting trends. What I mean by that is not Buffalo is 10 and 0 straight up in ATS. I mean where the money is going. For example, uh in that particular instance, if a line went from one to three and a half, and, and the, the favorite in that situation has less money bet on them and le- and, and less. Uh, volume of tickets on them, to me, that's a real sharp move. That's an indicator. Now, that doesn't mean it's sharp money wins all the time. There's no, no easy shortcuts to this. But there's no. several ways you could look at a line move, like the example you just gave. Yeah, no, exactly. All right. Um, now, Ross, before we get going, if people are interested in getting your uh, picks for college football this weekend or NFL preseason, where will you be able to uh, get your selections? Well, the NFL preseason, you're going to have to get it at my site, which is rbwins.com. I will be posting at Ron's site, atsstats.com. Uh, yep. Ron, right now, the lines aren't, there's no preseason lines, so I won't be posting anything there. And no, yep. I don't want you to get me preseason lines, Ron, because no. it's the last week of the preseason. I don't want to create you a headache already before yeah. we even get going again. Start waking uh, up pretty deep and uh <laughs> yeah, exactly. So get the programmer involved in all yeah. nine yards. But anyway, yeah. um rbwins.com is my website. And uh if you go there and you haven't registered yet, and you're on the fence about buying picks. I, I give all my new registrants a one hundred dollar sign up bonus, which means you're not gonna get a hundred dollars in the mail. I'm not sending you a check for a hundred, but a hundred will go into your account for you to uh purchase. Uh, any which way you like toward any package. If you want to get a month-long package for $4.99, you can get it for $3.99. Or you could use it on single-game or multi-game packages. And, Ron, uh, one other thing, and not to get long-winded again, but uh, I guarantee all my single-game and daily-game packages, no, you don't get your money back if you lose, but I will credit your account. If you don't make, if you don't win, you don't make a profit, I will credit your account the exact amount of your purchase price. And by the way, uh, on Saturday, I got my NFL preseason game of the year up, Ron. So wow. you, you want to take advantage of that. Not only the two streaks that Ron mentioned, and I thank him for that, um, but also I'm documented since 2011 in the NFL preseason. That's going on 12 years now, 69 and 47, which is good for 59%. Um, in the NFL preseason since 2011, so oh. the proof is in the pudding, buddy. Oh, hey, buddy, yeah, this is why you're, that's why you're on the show because I feel you know we've been doing this a long time, and I, I feel you're one of the best guys, and not just a great handicapper, a good a good person too. So you, I love having you on, and you're a professional. And I see some people writing some. Uh, one guy goes, Ross is a synonym of pearls. You give, you're giving them the pearls. Remember our good friend Greg Gibson used yeah. to. <laughs> talk about the pearls all the time i'm not the sure pearls. what that is what what that means um the meanings you're giving up the the, the great information oh right? okay yeah, yeah. So what i call pearls like you're the pearls yeah. of information right the pearls of wisdom uh yeah. looking forward to this uh ron and ross duo crushing it 
Ross is ready to go. I can tell he's biting at the bit to give out all the information. Uh, great morning, Breakfast Club. Ross has a good stat coming. I can feel it. Ron, do you think the performance cycles are harder to judge in football than sports? Okay, so do you think performance cycles are harder to judge in football than sports like basketball and hockey? Yeah, so the thing is in performance cycles, and, and that's what I call when I'm, when I'm looking at teams when they go through stretches. In football, a three-game cycle could be 21 days. In, in baseball, it's seven days. It can be three days, right? Yeah. So um, to me, no, it's all about the performance, and you are what your record says you are. So uh, teams, to me, go through – uh, which I call a bullish, bearish, and neutral cycle, just like the stock market. And what's the old adage in stocks? You buy low, you sell high, right? But I also like to uh, bet on teams when they're in a four and three, three and four cycle, because from a market psychology point of view, between you and the bookmaker, and here's where that perception versus reality card comes in. You feel I'm more even uh, with the bookmaker because anytime a team is bearish, like then bearish Ross in the in those sports is zero and seven, one and six or two and five in the last seven. I just feel there's too much. I, I want that team to work out their struggles because it's like trying to catch a fallen knife when they're going to win that next game. So yeah. I bet teams that are bullish or neutral, but uh, I got to be careful when I'm betting on bullish teams because we don't know when that winning streak is going to come to an end. So I just scale back my units in that respect. Yeah. Especially in the NFL. Um, you, you know, you're, you're never as good as you look and you're never as bad as you look is the yeah. old saying. So now that doesn't hold true in all instances, but I, in the majority of times it, it, it holds water. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, the same difference, which I do is I use algorithms and a lot of it are based on, okay, it's finding value, right? And uh, how many times have we seen a team that's red hot be overvalued, Ron? Uh, because the books not only use their calculations to come up with an accurate line, but they also might bump the line a half a point to a point just based on public perception alone, because yeah. uh, we, you know, with no insult to anybody watching out there, because, and by the way, folks, thank you for the kind words and you as well, Ron, but uh, public betters for the most part have very short memories. They remember yeah. what happened last week. Uh, the, if the media is jamming down their throat, how good one team is and how hot they are, they're bound to be overvalued the next week. So oh, absolutely, 100%. You, you, you have to be careful when it comes to those uh, long winning streaks and long losing streaks. So it could work either way. Exactly. All right. So just so I don't give out your uh, your game of the week this week, which game it involves? Uh, your top Washington uh, Commanders. I almost said the Redskins. All right. Washington uh, the, Commanders and, and Baltimore Ravens. Okay, that's your uh, top play in, in preseason. But in college football this weekend, do you have a, a top play? So I don't believe I have not locked into anything as of yet. Okay. I think it's a very tough card from the standpoint that um, I think the lines are extremely sharp. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, here's the thing, Ron, and we talked about this on past shows. Uh, there's, what, seven or eight games on the board on Saturday. If yeah. I put those seven or eight games on a normal Saturday college football card that entails about 60 games, would I use any of those? And at this particular moment in time, the answer is no. Now, I'm doing further research over the last next two days, digging up as much as I can. But at this particular moment in time, it's highly unlikely I'll have a, a best bet on Saturday. It might be just a selection and, and not to mean that you make light of those, but for me to give out what I call my 10-star top plays, which are my best bets, they have to qualify. 
in that regard. It, just because there's eight games on the board doesn't mean I have to rate one of them as a best bet. And, you know, you, that's a great point, Ross, because I was look. I, I, see, great minds think alike. I was thinking the same way. I looked at these seven games. That's why I, I started the show the, at the top saying these are the most, uh, you know, uh, talked about games in, in college football history because that's all everybody's talking about when you listen to the radios or shows. Uh, when I look at this card, you know what it reminds me? It's all, almost like Christmas Day to New Year's. You know, you get those bowl games, <laughs> yeah. you know. It's almost yeah. like these bowl games. And you know you got you know Central Michigan against uh, you know uh, you know Arkansas State or something like that, right? And that's why I'm looking at these games and I'm saying, oh, you know what? Um, I'm looking at some of these, and I'll go back to your your coaching um, uh, you know credibility pedigree of some of these coaches, and I'm looking at some of these matches, and you got Northwestern against Nebraska, Fitzgerald against Frost, uh, Charlotte against FAU, you got Willie Hilly against Willie Taggart, uh, former uh, FSU coach, and then you got Nevada. Uh, new coach Ken Wilson against uh, Jerry Kill. Two new coaches right there who are yeah. probably going to want to win their first one. And then UConn, Jim Mora. Talk about yeah. a blast from the past, right? Yeah. Coming I mean, in. Uh, the thing with UConn, though, is you're only oh, yeah. the players <laughs> you have, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, Randy Edsel went back there thinking he could turn everything around where he had it at one point, and that's not the case. They seem to be overmatched all the time, and that's a Utah State team they're going to be facing, Ron, that uh, – Went 11 and three a season ago. Did lose a lot of players, uh, but the continuity in their coaching staff and in uh, their success they had a year ago will go a long way in in terms of deciding that matchup. Yeah, and I'm going to use one of your things perception, like the the um, when people watching the news and all that, and and there's I call it overreaction. Um, you know, maybe college of, uh, football week zero. And the thing is, when you get a program like Illinois with Brett Bielema coming in and he's, you know, he was at Arkansas and he's, you know, he's in Wisconsin. Like he's got a, the pedigree and the, and the, um, what do you call it? The media attention because he's, you know, going up against Wyoming. I bet you like 80% of the people are going to be on um, Illinois this week. And I'm really looking at Greg Bull and the, uh, and the Wyoming Cowboys here at plus 11 and a half. This line opened up what nine and a half, 10, and it's yeah. now up to 11. And to me, that's like overreaction, uh, of the of the betting public following a big name like Bilma. And I, I think to me personally, and this will be one probably one of my free plays this week, is Wyoming plus 11 and a half. Um, your thoughts yeah. on that? I mean, you look at uh, Illinois' starting quarterback is going to be Tommy DeVito, uh, former yeah. Syracuse signal caller who, who has, uh, you know, never lived up to his four-star rating coming out of high school. Uh, and lost his starting job last year to Garrett Schrader, and rightfully so. So it's not like they're bringing in some top-notch quarterback like a Casey Thompson uh, or, or or the Oklahoma quarterback, whoever. You know, it's it's a whole different entity. And uh, I, I don't like Illinois whatsoever in this game. I might not use it, but if you put the proverbial gun to my head, I would lean toward Wyoming. I agree with you. Yeah, hundred percent. All right, Ross. Hey, you know what? It's it's amazing when two guys get in the, in the room, and start talking football. You know, next thing you know, it's like a twenty five minutes already went by. So yeah. what we're gonna do here is, uh, and I sent you an email. I hope you got it. Yep, got it. Uh, okay, great. So lightning round. So basically, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna bring up the, uh, the the games next week. I know we're probably looking a little bit ahead because, like I said, I've handicapped the first seven games to death here. You yeah, know? and yeah. I'm sure people want to. We'll give them a little taste test of what's to come next week. And again. 
Um, we, you don't have to give it. Just give your first thought on these games, and then we'll move on to the next one. Okay. All right, West Virginia at Pittsburgh. Is this the backyard brawl that normally? Yeah, it's it's a big rivalry game. Pittsburgh, I believe, is a touchdown favorite right now, uh, yep. minus seven. Um, look, you you lose Kenny Pickett, Jordan Addison, your fifteen hundred yard receiver, uh, transfers from Pitt to USC. Um, so they, you know, there's something to be replaced there. Kadan Slovis comes over from USC, ironically, to uh, Pittsburgh. He was a highly touted quarterback coming out of high school that just never seemed to succeed at USC. And then West Virginia, as I alluded to earlier, JT Daniels, the former quarterback uh, at Georgia. And where did he start out again? Uh, It escapes me, but it's his third team in three. It's it's a game that's very tough is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. yeah, and West Virginia losing their head coach too, right? And they lost some players. Uh, I know there's an Ottawa guy that was on. There's a fly in here that's driving me nuts. <laughs> I, I see that. Yeah, I, 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 I was getting a feeling you were trying to tell me to get off the camera or something. Oh, no, no. Hey, a little shiny thing threw me right off, you know? Hey, if, it ain't, a, if it ain't a dog, it's a fly. I don't know what to do yeah, with yeah. you, Ryan. <laughs> I don't know. This fly is just driving me nuts here. Yeah. I'm trying to concentrate, and I'm trying to swat a fly at the same time. Well, it could be worse than, the, like, our premier last week was given a, the, the, there it is, <laughs> was given a uh, press conference and landed in his mouth. Hey, I just don't want that to happen here. No. I don't need a, no. a, I don't need a blooper here. All right, Utah, minus two and a half at Florida. 15 and a half is the line. Gators. A dog in the swamp. That's that's what I yeah. Uh, New coaching think. staff. Billy Napier comes over from Louisiana Lafayette, where he had a ton of success. Utah's loaded for bear, in my opinion. And uh, you know, it doesn't. This line to me is very accurate. Um, if okay. the game was at Utah, I think it would be like a ten and a half, ten somewhere oh, wow. in that area. So uh, okay. Utah's a favorite in the, one of the favorites in the Pac-12, and uh, to me, with a little bit of luck. Uh, they could end up in the college football playoff conversation. Wow. So okay, so. right on. Notre Dame uh, at Ohio State. Uh, Buckeyes a sixteen point home favorite. Life after Brian Kelly for the uh, the Fighting Irish. This is gonna be interesting at yeah. the, uh, the the horseshoe. Well, you know, it opened at fourteen and went to sixteen, which is unusual when it involves a game with Notre Dame where a line move goes against them because. Uh, like the Dallas Cowboys, Notre Dame, there's always that contingent of, of people who will always bet Notre Dame, regardless of the situation, the line, or the circumstances, right? Um, but what I would say is both of these teams are top 10 teams in the AP preseason poll. And uh, to see this line disparity with two top 10 teams speaks volumes to me. I'm probably going to stay off this game. But uh, I would be real careful about taking the points with Notre Dame because it's not as easy as it looks. Okay. Um, one of the um, ramblers and gamblers in the bullpen said uh, Daniels, USC. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah there USC you go. in Georgia. Correct. Yeah. See, that, that's what I love about our community here. Well, we got some. Yeah. They're, they're all they're hardcore. They're all in here. Yeah, you know, you know, I did mention that earlier. He was at Georgia and USC. Yeah. I just had a exactly. brain freeze, Ron. And that no, happens absolutely. when you've been doing this for x amount of years right yeah hey nothing wrong with having a little bit of caddies in the back to give you a yeah. little spot there eh? a little exactly. 50 yards to the hole there ross absolutely <laughs> that's why right. audience participation is crucial oh, yeah. absolutely. i really encourage it yeah absolutely 100 and that's why if you guys ever have anything you guys want to ask ross or myself just uh, post it into the uh, the bullpen all right colorado state uh, at michigan 
uh, Jay Norvell, right? That was the yeah. uh, first year. Uh, he was at Nevada last year, I believe. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And uh, then, it's a big point spread and for good reason. Yeah. Uh, Michigan, again, people are saying that they're going to contend for a playoff spot once again. Uh, there could be a good case for that, but the yeah. Big Ten is so tough. It's very hard to repeat and, and get yourself in that type of situation. But in this particular instance, there's better games on the board uh, yeah. to look at. All right. North Carolina, one and a half at App State. I found that a little uh, interesting as well. App State, a home underdog, considering the last couple of years, they've been pretty well good, right? Yeah. Well, you know, you could look at it from another viewpoint too, Ron, and say, wow, a Sunbelt team is a favorite yeah. over an ACC team. And let's not forget, uh, North Carolina right. opened, I believe, as a two-and-a-half-point favorite in this contest yeah. early. And it's right. it's moved uh, – money has moved that line to App State being a favorite. Uh, very tough call for me um, because, look, it, um, the difference between the starters between App State and the starters for NC uh, North Carolina – well, the talent level, believe it or not, will be eerily similar, okay? Uh, the, the, the big thing is in special teams and on the depth, if they have to go into their bench and players get tired early in the game, who's got the better bench, who's got the quality depth? Yeah, great point. Um, Lincoln Riley going to be his uh, first head coach. He got a cupcake game here. That's what I call these uh, soft game, a cupcake. Minus 34 and a half against Rice. Um, yeah, so if you're going to play – you know, put uh, your first game of the year for a coach coming up from the Sooners. Uh, minus 34 and a half. That's, uh, that's kind of uh Yeah, I have a magic number I don't go over, and it's like 21. Um, so if, to me, I have to make a case for the underdog to win straight up, I'll never lay 35, but I, I can't make a case for a 35-point underdog winning. Um, you know, it happens very minutely, but it does happen. And again, there's better games to look at. You're, you're telling me you don't have seven thousand dollar on the money line just in that couch floating around there at the, <laughs> the offensive household? Yeah, <laughs> well, that'd be a hell of a score if I did. <laughs> if it came through, seven thousand yeah. to make a hundred. Yeah, that sounds. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I need my head red if I ever do that. Oregon yeah. against Georgia, minus seventeen. Welcome to Oregon, Dan Lanning, uh, yeah. going up against your old team, right? Yeah, you know, uh, certainly he knows Georgia's personnel, especially offensively, um, and he knows their their personnel defensively and knows how to attack that from that standpoint. But they did lose 16 players to the NFL draft this wow. past spring. That's a lot to replace. As we well know, though, Kirby Smart has always, uh, since he's been at Georgia and been in the top five, top three, uh, in terms of recruiting classes and keeps recycling, like you like to use that phrase, recycling talent into the program. And um, the bottom line is, is that I cannot pull the trigger on or take any team serious, meaning Oregon, uh, with Bo Nix at quarterback. I just can't take them, think that they're going to be any kind of major player with Bo Nix. Yeah, he had some decent numbers at Auburn, but – there's something about certain quarterbacks that I watch on a college level that I steer clear of, and he's one. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Um, UTEP, the only good thing is uh, they're, they're playing this week, so they'll have one game under their belt, and then uh, they're going to face life after Lincoln Riley next week over um, um, Sooners, minus 32. And the, the, the reason why I'm bringing up this game is the quarterback, Dylan Gabriel, 
Um, you know, Spencer Rattler didn't work out at OU yeah. last year, but Dylan Gabriel was it uh, Central Florida or USF? Central uh, Florida. Yeah, Central, Central Florida. Florida. Yeah, uh, pass happy offense at Central Florida. Uh, I assume they'll tailor the offense in, in their schemes to his talents. Uh, does not have the arm that uh, Spencer Rattler has, nor did he have a, uh, the arm that um, uh, some of the top quarterbacks in college football. Is he an upgrade? No. Is is he a uh, above average college football quarterback? Yes. Uh, now we'll see how he does playing in a Power Five conference and playing Power Five teams week to week. So it'll be an early evaluation period for me. Yeah, that's a great point. And plus, he's his stocks. You know, he wants to you know raise his stock for the NFL draft too, right? Yeah. So uh, hey, now we'll see. And you know what? That you make a great point right there because if I'm a scout in the NFL and I got only the, the base when he's playing at Central Florida, now I'm getting a little bit lucky here that he's going to a big conference. And now we're going to see if uh, you know if he can play with the big boys, right? Yeah, but you know, Ron, the, the big thing there is. Look, small conference quarterbacks, if they have the physical talent, meaning the arm strength to make all the throws in the NFL, um, they have size. Uh, he lacks those physical traits that wows you, okay? So yeah. he has been extremely successful playing in the American Athletic Conference and especially leading Central Florida to winning records. However, again, um, I want to see how that limited – uh, in my mind, a limited talent uh, set survives in a Power Five conference because it's going to be a whole different. Uh, it's not like Central Florida where you you once you play one or two games a year against Power Five conference teams yeah. in in your non conference part of schedule. This is going to be every week, every week, every week. Uh, so we'll see how he fares in that situation. All right. And then the last two, you got Cincinnati taking on Arkansas. No respect for the Bearcats here. Arkansas minus six and a half, but SEC type team. Uh, but uh, hey, Cincinnati program doing really well with Lou Fickle. And yeah. it's, uh, but six and a half point. Uh, but, you know, like you said, losing probably a lot of players to the NFL too. Yeah, doesn't well, help. You, you lose your quarterback to start with Desmond Ritter, who was your yeah. starter for, I believe, four seasons. Um, coming off that magical campaign last year. Look, Luke Fickle's record speaks for itself. We all wondered why he didn't jump at the opportunity last year to go to a, a Power 5 conference school. Well, the reason being, and he had in his back pocket, knowing before it came out in the media, Cincinnati's going to be joining the Big 12. So there you have it. Um, having said that, Ron, Arkansas, to me, is going to be a very good team this year. I think that's a team that could win eight or nine games, even playing in that tough SEC. And uh, this line speaks volumes to me when you see a team that went to the college football playoff last year, playing a team that was uh, a good team, but not a great team. And they're, they're a touchdown underdog. Uh, that would make me awful leery to take Cincinnati. Yeah. And the last game, Ross, will be at uh, the Superdome. You got Brian Kelly minus three against uh, Florida State. I look at this, uh, Brian Kelly. I'm sure he's going to want to put some points on the board in his first, yeah. <laughs> you know, first game, uh, prime time, everybody watching. Uh, minus three, LSU. What do you think? Yeah. Um, you know, nope. playing in New Orleans, uh, the bottom line is uh, you're, you're looking at uh, a, a lot of turnover in personnel at LSU. Uh, a lot of guys cleared out. It's going to take Kelly uh, at least 
a couple of years to get LSU back to where they were just a couple seasons ago. Um, having said that, I would I would rather play LSU now early in the year than I would later in the year when he has time to really get his uh, personnel to gel a little bit. But I think it's going to be a rough year for LSU. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Brian Kelly's first year. Yes, I do. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, interesting thought. All right. Hey, Ross, week one in the books, buddy. Yeah. Hey, week zero. Week, week zero. Yeah. Not, I always say my database. That. You know, week zero. What's what's a week zero? You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> it's like getting yeah. a bill in the mail that says you don't owe anything. You know, so. yeah, it's like it's like, it's like a meet and greet before the big bill. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know? exactly. Like, what the hell? Yeah. Hey, and, and the thing is, you, you tell us to guys like us who have database. My database doesn't understand week zero. No, it's like, no. where's week one? Yeah. You know? Yeah. But uh, yeah. But uh, before you go, Ross, uh, you'll be back here every uh, Thursday around 11. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk college football, NFL. And uh, right now, this weekend, you do have a big NFL preseason game. And again, yeah, where can, can people get, that get your my website? And, and going forward, uh, starting with this week in college football, you can find all of my picks also at atsstats.com. All right. Hey, that was a lot of fun. And uh, man, looking forward to doing this each and every week. And uh, yeah, so have yourself a great uh, rest of your day, Ross. And uh, we'll probably talk to you later and uh, have a good one. Hey, Ron, thank you for having me. Look forward to working with you all year and you take care of my friend. All right, buddy. You have a good one. All right, folks, that's Ross Benjamin and he will be here each and every uh, Thursday. So looking forward to that. And man, that was a lot of fun. Uh, like I said, Oh, let me just move this here. Uh, when, when you have a professional handicapper like Ross Benjamin, come uh, and, you know, he, he when you get a guy like Ross, Ross won't do like a lot of shows, but it's always a uh, an honor that uh, he always comes on this show. And you guys remember Ross when he used to, we used to do this every morning. And now you see why I was all happy to get Ross because what you see with Ross is what you get. And to me, he's one of the best guys in this industry. Uh, when it comes to uh, handicapping, and he's also a great guy to, to boot. All right, uh, let me know what you thought of that uh, little segment with Ross Benjamin, and uh, just uh, see, thank you, Ross, says the nature boy. A round of applause. Uh, yeah, so, hey, Ross is a uh, big fan favorite already here at the Ram Report, and uh, we'll get back on with the show. And let's uh, take a look at the Major League Baseball games for today. And hopefully you guys are still around. And uh, we do have uh, a couple of games here today. So let's uh, look at that first game. you got Tampa Bay taking on the Halos. A 72.7% chance of winning for Tampa Bay compared to 37.2 for LA. you got Drew Rasmussen going up against Patrick Sandoval. I'm going to lean with the uh, the Rays in that one. And in fact, where's my sheet? Because I already got my, uh, my tip sheet ready to go. When I put in my picks at bullpenpicks.com. All right, the Chicago Cubs taking on the St. Louis Cardinals. Now the Cubbies, hey, Cubbies have been playing some good baseball. I saw some uh, stat where they've won six series in a row or something like that. It, you know, Correct me if I'm wrong, but that's pretty good. You got uh, Stroman going against uh, Dakota Hudson. And like I was saying with Ross, Stroman 1-0-7 in his last eight starts. So I do like, I'm going to go to the Cubbies here today on my bullpenpicks.com, even though the percentage play is a 1% higher for the cards. Cleveland taking on Saint uh, Seattle. You got the Guardians sending Tristan McKenzie to the hill against Marco Gonzalez, and you can see there the chance of winning does favor Seattle at 50.1% compared to 47.3 for the Guardians. Cleveland's last four games have gone under the total. Chicago White Sox taking on Baltimore, the Orioles. Loved one slip away last night in the uh, bottom of the eighth. They had the bases drunk, and they couldn't bring him in. 
and uh, at least get us that 5-4 score. We had Baltimore plus one and a half. Today, you got Lance Romance Lynn going up against Jordan Lyles of the Orioles. The uh, line minus 120. And I'm going to lean. I'm going to go lean with the Orioles. I'm not going to get off that gravy train just yet. I'm going to ride this one out. Even though the percentage play does favor Chicago at 49.4%. Give me the O's with Jordan Lyles on the bump. Cincinnati taking on Philadelphia. Another huge favorite. Minus 2 to uh, 320. And uh, Philly's on a three-game win streak. And I'm going to go with Philly in this one. 81.8% chance of winning. Philly's now on a three-game win streak off that 7-5 win. Mets taking on Colorado. Another huge favorite. It's like college football here. Minus 425. Totals at 7. And you can tell this game is not playing at cores, right? Uh, because of that uh, low total of 7. 47.5% chance of winning for the Rockies compared to 74.1 for the uh, New York Mets. Mets on a two-game lose streak. They didn't do too well in the Subway Series, and they get a cupcake game here today against the Rockies. I do like, uh, uh, let me see here, Jacob DeGrom over Ryan Feltner. The game of the night will be at Fenway between the Boston Red Sox and the Toronto Blue Jays. Now the Blue Jays going to send Kevin Gossman to the hill. He's 6-3 and three on the road this season, a 1.65 ERA, and looking at the chance of winning this game does favor the Blue Jays at 56.4%. Blue Jays coming off that 3-2 win last night. And Romanow came in and closed the door in the uh, in the late inning. It was an extra inning. It was the 10th inning. So big win for the Blue Jays. And again, 56.4% chance of winning for uh, the Toronto Blue Jays compared to 305 for the Boston Red Sox. Red Sox now on a three-game losing streak. You got the Strolls taking on the Minnesota Twins. Now Houston sending Luis Garcia to the hill. The mullet against Chris Archer of the Minnesota Twins. You can see the Twinkies now on a five-game losing streak. A 60.4% chance of winning today for Houston. And I'm going to go with uh, Houston in this one. And the late game in the uh, West Coast, you got the Yankees taking on the Oakland Athletics. Jamison Tyon up against James Caprilin. And we do have the Bronx Bombers winning at 60.7%. New York now in a neutral cycle, 60.7% chance. And last five games for New York have gone under the total. And those are your plays today at atsstats.com. Again, folks, you can get the rain report each and every day right here at atsstats.com. All right, bullpen picks. Let's take a look at the uh, top scores right now at bullpenpicks.com. And you can see our top score is still Arthur Kent, Art 55. He's uh, 778. Art, you know what? I got to give my uh, props here to Art and Magnum. These guys have been absolutely crushing it in the month of August. So congratulations, guys. You're doing a great job. And you can follow their picks each and every day at bullpenpicks.com. I'm going to go with the Rays today with Drew Rasmussen. That's a 110 start at uh, Tropicana, 64%. I'm going to go with the Cubbies, 53% with Stroman over Dakota Hudson. I'm going to go with the Orioles, 55%. Phillies, I'm going to like the Phillies here at uh, 64%. Aaron Nola over Justin Dunn. I'm going to go with Kevin Gossman against uh, Cutter Crawford, 62% on the Blue Jays. I'm going to take the Mets. That's going to be a big one, 88%. I'm going to go Houston, also in the 70s, 70% against the Twins. And I'm going to take the Yankees on the road, 61%. I'm going to go 60. I'll go 60. 60% with the uh, Yankees. And then I'm going to compare my selections with the Art. If Art's got his picks in, all right. So, and Magnum's all the big ragu put in his pick. So, we all like the Rays. Um, no, Art likes uh, St. Louis. He also likes the White Sox. We're on the Phillies. We both like Toronto. Uh, we all like the Mets, Houston, and the Bronx. So only a couple of different picks here today. 
uh, between me, Art, and the big ragu. All right, let's get to the uh, talking about practice. I don't have my sound bites. Throw me off today without my sound bites, eh? I don't know if you guys can hear that. I don't think you guys can hear my sound bites today. All right, uh, let me see here what you guys are saying right now in the bullpen. Let's go, cards. OG Wheat, great collaboration, coach. Yeah, great chemistry with you, uh, with you both looking forward to Thursday, Ross. Yeah, you know what? Um, the one thing when you do a show like this with a, a professional like Ross Benjamin, it's like two guys just sitting in a coffee shop or a bar and just, you know, <laughs> and shooting the, you know what, right? Shooting the breeze. And um, the, the one thing with Ross, he knows this stuff. He, I can just, I, and I sent Ross that email <laughs> about two hours ago. I said, here's some things in college football we're going to talk about. And that just shows you the professional. Like, you know, maybe a rookie would have panicked. Oh, I, I'm not ready for that. I'm not, Ross, like, yeah, whatever. Hey, water off a duck's back right there. And that's Ross Benjamin. All right, let's get to the 80% club and let's take a look at the, some of the uh, stats and trends for, uh, for uh, Thursday, August 25th. And remember, stats and trends. Trends are your friends, but they don't pay the rent. Toronto Blue Jays 10 and 1 as a 160, 180 road favorite, coming off a win against a right-handed pitcher the last seven years. The Rays 10 and 1 as a 160, 180 home favorite, playing the month of August the last seven years. Yankees 9 and 1 as a minus 300 or more road favorite in the month of August since 1996. That's a 90% whopper right there. Um, let me see here. The under 16 and 2. Wow, look at that. That's almost a mic drop here. The uh, the New York Mets. 16 and 2 to um, the under whenever they're a home team coming off a two run loss in their last game, the last four years. And let's finish on a high note and we'll finish with Seattle 23 and 3 as a pick in the 120 home underdog against a right handed pitcher the last two years. All right. Hey, what a show. This, uh, this is a lot of fun today. Anytime you get uh, you know, guests on your show, and I think I'm going to try to incorporate more guests throughout the the season you know ross will come in be our football expert i'm going to be looking for another hockey and nba guy or girl to uh, come and talk uh, nba and nhl hockey and uh, yeah just once a week bring in some of the uh, the friends of the show and uh, hopefully uh, bring more uh, information to uh, the great people here in the bullpen and that's what we call the uh, the ramblers and gamblers here at the rain report all right that's a wrap and uh, unfortunately I don't think you guys can hear my sound bites with this software, but you know what? I got to give this software a lot of credit uh, because with the old software that I use, the Streamlabs, I can't bring in guests, but the ones that I use here today, I'm able to bring in Ross, and uh, thank God I was able to because uh, uh, then we got a great show here. Uh, you guys were able to get a lot of great information uh, from Ross, and I'm looking forward to uh, the next show. All right, tomorrow I will have my old uh, system back. I'll have more sound bites. Hey, I don't know if that's a good or bad thing for some people, but uh, I will be back here tomorrow on a football-friendly Friday, August 26th. In the meantime, my name is Ron Raymond. You can find me hanging my hat here each and every day at the uh, Raymond Report Sports Betting Podcast right here on our YouTube channel. And if you're interested in getting a membership, you can go to atsstats.com, kick the tires for only $4.99 for a weekly membership. And uh, come and see what we have to offer. And uh, hope to see you back here on a friendly Friday. In the meantime, shop for value, play those percentages. I'll see you back shortly with another Rain Report. Have a good one, folks.